When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Disney vacations are the stuff dreams are made of, and much of that comes down to the incredible rides the Imagineers have created for the park since Disneyland first opened in 1955. Now with Disney parks on multiple continents and multiple parks within those overall properties, there are literally hundreds of Disney park rides in operation. Some are classics that have barely changed since they were introduced decades ago. Others are brand new with astonishing technical achievements. Now the Great Pop Culture Debate podcast wants to determine, what is the best Disney park ride? Welcome, foolish mortals. I'm your host, your ghost host, Eric Resniak. As I say to all my tricks, please step all the way in and make room for everyone. (laughs) Please welcome the latest residents of my haunted mansion, our panel for this episode. Adventurers and adventurettes, horse fleas not allowed on tonight's podcast. So please welcome panelist Amy Pilot, who does not monkey around, but is known to go a little bananas when things don't go her way. (laughs) I promise not to leave this podcast today. <laughs> uh-huh, sure. Uh may I offer you a delicious dual whip? Now, if he can dream it, then he can do it. Yes he can. It's Bob Erlenbach. Oh, thank you. And Eric, I will be keeping my manos y brazos inside this podcast at all times. And I want everyone, everyone else to remember, por favor, mantangase alejado de las puertas. Well, I don't know what I don't know what she's saying, but girl, I was living. He got Botox at the Norway Pavilion. Now his face will be frozen ever after. It's Derek Makita. I went in looking like a maelstrom troll, and now I'm serving Elsa realness. Totally worth it. <laughs> Let it go, Derek. Let it go. And finally, you can find him wandering around Tomorrowland humming, There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. It's Michael Schwartz. Mm, Let me just finish my turkey leg and my Mickey ice cream sandwich, and I'm ready to go, Eric. Mm, I got next on the VR game against Granny. So before we get into this debate, how does this work? We made a public poll with just about every Disney park ride currently in operation. We included rides from any Disney park, including those in Europe and Asia. We did not include rides that are no longer operational. Those will be covered in a separate debate. Our listeners picked their favorites. We tallied the votes, ranked the picks by popularity, and added them to a bracket. Now we argue about it and insult each other all for your amusement. Want to play along at home? You can. Head to greatpopculturedebate.com and go to polls and brackets. There you'll find the downloadable listener bracket for this and every episode of our little show. Do your picks match up with ours? Do you think we've been hitting the pixie dust a little too hard? Let us know by dropping a comment on this episode at our website or by yelling at us on Twitter, Instagram, or Mastodon. Lastly, if you're curious about how we went from the top 32 down to the sweet 16, become a Patreon supporter of our podcast. Our patrons at the $5 level or higher get exclusive access to the warm-up slash part ones for each episode in which we work our way through all of round one. It's like a whole bonus episode for each topic, and it includes arguments you won't hear anywhere else. And it's just one of our Patreon perks. With that out of the way, let's load up those lightning passes and head straight into these debates. First up, it's a unanimous 
victory for ultimate number one seed, The Haunted Mansion, which proved too spooky for four seed Ep- Expedition Everest from Animal Kingdom. Next, the majority of the panel likes the view from Epcot three seed Soarin' Around the World, but Eric and Bob preferred the more personal global trek via the iconic two seed It's a Small World. Amy, earn your wings by repping for Soren. I will wave to the ride operator as I float through an idealized doll-sized world. I'll have Amy go first. So I'll just, uh, we did talk about this a little bit in part one, but I am probably the resident, uh, I'm the resident mom on this panel. So I am also looking at this as how I um, navigate the parks with children. If it was just me on my own, small world, happily ever after. I love it. It's fabulous. But my kids... And my husband would like a little bit more adventure um, in their in their Disney day. Um, so Soren to me gives you a little bit of both. There's like there's we are going around the world. We are seeing the small world, but we're seeing it in a much more exciting way. Um, there's nothing like Soren. It really is a beautiful ride. It is um, visually entertaining. There's the smells and the air, and there's just something very special about being on that ride that does make it worth it. Um, I like the changes over the years. I like what's happened. Um, and I, I enjoy Soarin' over the world very similarly to Small World. Um, but I do, I, I'm going to go Soarin' here and I hope others will come with me on this beautiful flight. Um, I actually think it's funny that these two are paired up against each other, right? Because in some ways they are very similar rides. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll start by acknowledging that Small World is deeply polarizing. Every time I go to the parks, I insist on riding it. And there is at least one member of my party who does so begrudgingly, complaining the entire time. You would think it's a form of torture, I swear. And some people would argue that the unending song actually is torture. But I love it. I love every single thing about it. I love the song. I think it's catchy and it's kitschy and it's cheery. I love the concept of bringing the world's far-flung cultures to American slobs who will almost certainly never experience a fraction of the globe. And I love, love, love the visual aesthetic of the ride from Walt Disney and Mary Blair. It is so quintessentially 60s, especially that amazing clockwork gold slash white motif on the outside that I lose myself in something new every single time. We also use the term iconic a lot on this podcast, but I ask you, what is more iconic to Disney than Small World? It is one of the original attractions. It even predates Disneyland from the World's Fair that led to Disneyland. And it is one of the rides included in almost every one of the major international parks. And it is quintessentially tied to Walt's vision. Soren, it's a great experience. I'm not knocking in any way. It's it's technically really fun and it's very enjoyable, but you can't get Small World like literally anywhere else. It is often duplicated, but never replicated. With that being said, I'm going to go to votes. Bob, where are you on this one? I am. Well, I was voting for I am voting for It's a Small World. I think you brought up some incredibly great points regarding Small World, and that is that it is tied to the World's Fair from 1964-65. It is, it was actually, it almost never happened because Carousel of Progress, Great Moments with with Mr. Lincoln, the Ford, uh, like, autotopia i don't i don't think it was called called autotopia all of those were in concept before and then all of a sudden uh was it uh what was the who was the sponsor pepsi um they approached um pepsi about um doing it and they're like oh well no and then um 
I don't know if a lot of people know this, but it is uh, a result of Joan Crawford, um, who was on the board of Pepsi that was walking through the, um, I don't know where she was, where she saw Walt and she goes, oh, I can't believe you're not going to do my ride. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about, bitch? And <laughs> she's like, yeah, Pepsi, well, we want to do it. Her. <laughs> oh, yeah, she, and he, yeah, he's, she's like, yeah, we want to do a ride. And he's like, hold, hold the phone. So Joan Crawford single-handedly brought you It's a Small World. <laughs> Tina, bring me the boat. All right. Yeah. Uh, so Don't you are small with her, fellas. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Derek, where are you? So I'm voting for Soren here, but um, I do want to tip my hat to something interesting about It's a Small World, which is the time in which it came about. Um, I want to read the, just the, the few, first few lyrics of the song. It's a world of laughter, a world of tears. It's a world of hopes and a world of fears. There's so much that we share that it's time we're aware. It's a small world after all. This was basically telling American audiences going through these parks, um, we could nuclear annihilate ourselves at any time. So we need to just start to recognize that, like, this is a really small world. We only have one planet and we're all in this together. So the message is really, really solid. But I am still voting for yeah. Soren. Yeah. <laughs> Beside all of that, I'm still voting for Soren. <laughs> Michael, where are you on this one? Well, both of these rides are staples for me whenever I go to the park. Like I said the, in the pre-show, It's a Small World is the first ride we will ever get on. It is my mom's favorite ride. She wants every time we go, it is great. And I love Soren. I actually have a preference for the original Soren when it was all California landscapes that they were doing. Like my favorite moment still is coming over the Sierra Nevada mountains and coming down on the groves and groves of citrus trees that are there and the smell that you get. But um, what tips it for me is the inevitable nightmare of being on a small world with the boat back up and being stuck in the same room <laughs> forever and like waiting for the boat in front of me. That's Please, a point. I need to. That is not a selling point. Oh, yes, it is. For me, I love it. <laughs> I am like that is like that is like nightmare scenario for me. But I love them both. I really do. But I am going with Soren on this one. All right, so there you have it, folks. Uh, three quarter or three fifths of this panel uh, hates Walt Disney and his vision, <laughs> and uh, uh -huh. they are moving Soren forward. So um, thanks, thanks. So glad you're here. No, I'm just kidding. That was weird. Um, <laughs> weird are you walking off this podcast eric no 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 not at all i i get it like i said it's a deeply polarizing experience right and that has to be factored in next what's not polarizing is that it was an easy trip for punfield 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 one seed jungle cruise over the button mashing screaming of five seed millennium falcon smugglers run <laughs> next it's two very different tourist traps as the majority of the panel is voting for two seed pirates of the caribbean but i enjoy zipping through a galaxy far, far away with six seed star tours. Bob, explain why it's a pirate life for you. I will join C-3PO in the shuttle to defend star tours, but I have a bad feeling about this, so I think I'm going to go <laughs> with my argument first and then see if anybody's going to change their vote. Is that fair? Sounds great sure. to me. 
Great. So um, there are a few things that I love about Star Tours, especially the one at Hollywood Studios, where you have to go through Endor before you get inside, and I'll always be an Ewok homeboy. Uh, The first is that the ride is randomized, so you are highly unlikely to get the same experience more than once. There are some insane number of combinations of take-up sequences, landing sequences, cameos from the Skywalker saga characters, and snippets from a slew of different planets featured in all nine main Star Wars films. It's always fun for me to see which movie I end up in next. I also love that the line is never that bad. It's a very efficient ride, and even on a busy day, you can usually walk onto the ride by the time the park is getting closed or or close to closing. And even in the height of the day, it's maybe a 35-minute wait. We'll call it a force lightning lane. Um, So that's why I love Star Tours. But I understand it's up against Pirates of the Caribbean, which is a classic and a staple. And since we've already knocked out Small World, I would feel unchristian um, if I did not forward <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean to a vote. Amy, where are you on this one? Um, I, Pirates, for me, it's a pirate slave for me, 100%. I just will say that um, you have not lived until you've done Star Tours in Paris and C-3PO is speaking to you in French for the majority of the ride. <laughs> it is an experience. Well, he speaks like, over a thousand languages. Um, <laughs> he speaks over <laughs> exactly. It, it is an experience that we all enjoyed. I had no idea. But uh, with that with that said, you you knew what he was saying because you just know what what was happening. <laughs> you, knew. you knew. He didn't have to actually be talking your language. But it's a pirate's life for me. Bob. I'm going to guess he said a lot of, mon dieu, mon dieu, mon dieu. <laughs> Very much so. Help. Ardu, didu. Ardos. Wait, no, that's, right. that's Spanish. Yeah, that's, that's Disneyland Spain. Uh, Bob, where are you on this one? I'm going to go with the Disney mainstay, Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Uh, Derek. Arr, matey. Yar. Uh, Michael. Even though I argued against pirates and hoping to move uh, something else forward in a previous round, this one I, I can't move. Um, it has to be pirates. You you can't keep Star Tours going with a staple like this here. Fair enough. Next, more space rides. The majority of the panel is currently set to go blackout with Magic Kingdom One Seed Space Mountain, but Amy and Michael want to soar above Pandora with Animal Kingdom's Four Seed Avatar Flight of Passage. Amy, prepare for launch and rock Space Mountain into round three. Michael, talk about Flight of Passage until you're blue in the face. Uh, I'll have Amy go first. And I screwed that up because uh, Amy can't be interested in um, <laughs> Avatar and... Space Mountain? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I was I I said, I I'm voting. You you did, I'm, I, but I'm going to vote Space Mountain here. Um, yeah. Go for it, Amy. Talk about okay. Space Mountain. Um, it's, it's so... I'm voting. This is this is the nostalgia piece, and and I we did spoiler alert. We we've we've crushed a mountain here already in part one, so we did take out um, one of our iconic mountains, and I do feel that Space Mountain has its place in this bracket because it's it's one of the iconic mountains. It is a anchor in the park. Um, I think that everyone 
it's in almost all of the parks. It is in Magic Kingdom. It is in Disneyland. It is in Tokyo. It is in Paris, though it is a very bad overlay of a form of a different ride um, in Disney in Paris. It is in Hong Kong. So it is all over the world. It is belongs in the Disney parks. Um, I think much more so than Avatar, which has its place in Animal Kingdom. But to me, um, to me, honestly. Uh, You'll learn this very quickly through this episode, but um, you could just get rid of the whole Animal Kingdom park for me. I don't need any of it. <gasps> I know, I know, I'm I'm wow. that person. I don't need any of it in my Disney experience. It's just extra, like if I have an extra day and I need to entertain somebody. But um, so to me, Space Mountain moves ahead here because of because it is part of Disney. It is part of the Disney experience. And I think it is interesting in the sense um, of what we were just talking about. We didn't really get into it that much, but pirates haunted mansion. These are pieces of the, the Disney parks canon that don't come from any film. Um, It doesn't come from the animation. It doesn't come from live action. They have made their place in the world as being part of the parks. Um, So, I love it for that reason, that it is part of Disney without being, without you having to see a a movie to know what it was. That's a good argument. Uh, Michael, talk to me about Flight of Passage. Well, I think that Space Mountain is iconic. I will give you that 100%, and I do enjoy the ride. It's fun, but I get a much more thrill out of Flights of Passage. It's more, um, it, it definitely more up to date, obviously. It's only been around for five or six years. I forget when it opened exactly um, for me off the top of my head. Um, and I think that there is plenty of Disney nostalgia that exists in the rest of these brackets that I'm not bound by the nostalgia of Space Mountain, which is a great ride for us, that I can appreciate flights of passage and i don't think that you need to know or have seen the avatar movies to truly appreciate the ride and what it brings to you and the experience that you can have for it at all it is another um avenue to experience the disney magic that exists in their development and some of these incredible attractions and rides that we see throughout the parks for you the uh level of imagineering that goes into Something like Flights of Passage significantly exceeds what you get on Space Mountain, which is a great simple coaster that's in that just happens to be in the dark. Now, I think that like Space Mountain is a much more fun ride if you're lucky enough to catch it when you can ride it with the lights on in there, which they do on occasion for you, and you get to see a bit more of it because then it, that's something unique for you. Um, with that experience. But I think that Flights of Passage really um, is more engaging for you in terms of what you experience. It's more sensory than um, the lack of senses that you have with Space Mountain for it. Um, I just think that, for me, Flights of Passage is a much more exciting and more entertaining ride. Okay. Uh, Derek, where are you on this one? Um, I have to respect the icon and stick with Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bob? incredibly hard for me because of the icon that is space mountain i at this point have flight of passage going forward on mine this was my absolute favorite ride for really most of its existence it hasn't been around for too long um actually both of them are great rides i love them both um in their parks um flight of passage was a lightning in a bottle moment really that whole pandora 
area, pairing two people that were really unmatched at what they do, the Imagineer Joe Rohde, as well as he's a Disney legend. And then, of course, James Cameron, you know, two individuals that were so painstaking in their commitment to detail, to their projects, um, making sure everything is right, right down to the last small whatever last detail they don't accept anything less than perfection both of them um you can see the mark of joe roadie throughout the entire park of disney's animal kingdom it is uh, uh, unlike amy it is my second favorite park it's where i will go other than the magic kingdom first before anything else um it is in my opinion the the most well-themed park out of all of them it is it is astonishing to me how every single inch of that entire park is themed in some way and in, in, in with really incredible detail. Um, that being said, we're talking about the Pandora ride specifically. <clears throat> I think putting Pandora in Disney's animal kingdom seemed like an incredibly organic option. Um, you know, when it came to making this ride, they took the movie magic, the theming, the immersive pre-shows, multiple immersive pre-shows in this case, and created something that we had really not seen at Disney. It was really aside from the ride system, which is somewhat described as soaring on crack for a lot of people, um, you you have a ride that it feels as though you're riding the Ikron or the Banshee through through Pandora. Um, it's expanded on technology that we had from Soren, adding in the 3D elements in the story. From a from my rubric perspective, it fits everything: the storytelling of Disney, the technology, the um, the attention to detail, the high standards, the guest popularity, it is insanely popular, um, this ride. And, you know, I just feel like the details are just so impressive right down to the Ekron, the, the Banshee, you can feel breathing between your legs cause you're riding this, um, <laughs> Banshee. I've, you know, unlike other things that might breathe between your legs, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, when I rode this ride the first time, it, it, I was took, taken out of myself completely. So I wanted to say all of those things because I want to express my love for Flight of Passage, but I'm easily swayed. I can go with the icon. I, I think I'm already outmatched. So I'm probably going to vote for Flight of Passage because I think everybody else is going to get um, on the, except for Michael, we'll get on to the Space Mountain train. But um, that's that's my argument there. Um, I am going to, so listen, I respect the technological marvel that is Avatar and that Pandora land is really cool. It is very much like you are living on that alien planet it is so well done, but I have ridden that Avatar ride twice and it just doesn't do it for me. I don't, I can't even explain it. I, again, I respect the technical marvel of it all, but it does not thrill me and and Space Mountain still thrills me every time I'm on it, every single time. Um, one of the more recent times, my phone was in my pocket and it jostled me so intensely <laughs> that it hit some combination of buttons on my phone inside my pocket that it sent out a, an SOS to the police and it, to all of my emergency <laughs> contacts. I'm not joking. That it's happened. There. So I vouch for it. He was there and I couldn't turn it off. And I was like, what is happening? And my mother's yelling at me and my brother's yelling at me. My mother was mostly yelling at me because she didn't know i'd gone to disney but the bottom line is like i still find um space mountain extremely thrilling and avatar um the last time i wrote it was in january where i was standing for over three 
God damned hours in that line. That and is the I thing about flight of passage. Unless you have the fast pass, like don't bother. Forget <laughs> it. And I literally sat there and the only thing that brought me solace in like waiting room 20 of 42 was when we do the Disney park ride episode, I'm going to make sure this doesn't advance. So <laughs> with that being said, spite it's votes. Space Mountain for me. Spite votes. Figure out your ride systems better. That's what I have to say. Um, moving on, Space Mountain will continue. Next, it's a battle between human history and two-seed Spaceship Earth at Epcot and Disney history with six-seed Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Disney Hollywood Studios. Bob, explain why the world's largest golf ball is actually a ride worth our time. Amy, keep the mouse in the house by pushing for Mickey and Minnie. I'll have Bob go first. Um, when we want to talk about icons, um, did someone order or call for an icon? Um, we're talking about the ball um, at um, Epcot, Epcot Center, Spaceship Earth. This is there's a lot of nostalgia rolling here for me right now, but this ride encapsulates everything that you that Epcot was, should be, should still be to this day. Um, it is 100% a ride that Walt would be like, yeah, this is what I've been fucking talking about. Um, it is a slow moving, um, Omni mover ride that goes through and up through Spaceship Earth, up through the ball, and talks to you and moves you through. It's been through several iterations with many different narrators. It's currently with Judy Dench. Put, takes you through really um, the progress of communication and technology throughout time. Um, and really talks about, you know, us living on this spaceship that is Earth. And um, it it's just, from a storytelling perspective, it's just really, really special and really interesting. And it's just one of those Disney park attractions that you just have to do. Like it's, it's one of those destination attractions. It's like, I'm going to go to Epcot and I'm going to go inside that ball. It's so cool. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's, I, I can't, I can't fault this one. Um, although it may not be the most thrilling or most exciting ride for folks. This is, this is one that from an icon and nostalgia and just pure Disney perspective, I can't see it go anywhere. It needs to stick around right now. Amy, talk to me about Mickey and Minnie. Um, I haven't even been on Mickey and Minnie and I'm still <laughs> going to vote for it over Spaceship Earth. <laughs> um, and I'm going to, and I'm, I'm going to stomp for it over Spaceship Earth. Now, here's the thing. I agree that the giant golf ball is a beautiful icon for Epcot. Just as the, Mickey ear water tower is a lovely icon centerpiece for Hollywood studios. And that any of the castles are a beautiful icon for the part for, for the Disneyland parks or for the magic kingdom park. And I will happily take photos in front of it. I will wait for the photo pass photographer to take a photo in front of it. But oh my God, I will not ride inside of it because it is terribly boring and awful. Um, I have no interest in be. Oh, I could already see their shaking heads. I will not like I have no interest in this ride. It is boring. It is old. I mean, we talked about Carousel. At least Carousel of Progress has a song that you walk away with and you sing along to. But Spaceship Earth, I'm sorry. I know that it is iconic. I know that it is lovely. And I know that Walt wanted this to be part of the vision. But I just, 
here's where he may have been wrong. I don't think that this is the vision <laughs> that was going to attract wow. people. I know I have really, I guess, I guess I do have strong feelings about this one. Um, <laughs> I just want you all to take young children on this ride and experience what it is like to sit through this ride with young children who are like, why are we doing this? It's not like, again, small world. You have a song. Carousel of Progress, you have a song. To me, this is not a ride that you want to go on. It is a it is a beautiful sculpture that I want to take pictures in front of. Um, and I don't think I spoke for Mickey and Mickey Mickey and Minnie's Railroad at all, <laughs> which is actually apparently a very fun ride and it is innovative it and is. it it's stars great. Mickey and Minnie and you want to go on it and see them and be part of it. Um, but I just don't want to go on Spaceship Earth. And that was the basis for my vote here. Um, I love so I love that Amy's bringing the parental viewpoint to this because it's such a cru- no, seriously, it's such a crucial viewpoint, right? Like you're there Absolutely. with children and I can see like you there with your two young children and them saying, I would rather throw myself into the water than go on to that ride. I can see it. Um, that being said, um, I, I rode Spaceship Earth with my older brother, who is in many ways much like a 10-year-old child, and um, he had similar reactions. So um, I get it. I completely get it. Whereas I loved it. I loved everything about it. It broke down like three times when we were gone. And I was just the like... That's part. <laughs> so yes, absolutely. It's so good. We were broken down next to the computer room with that amazing woman with oh, the fro. Oh, she's amazing. Like, the fro. I was like... Mm-hmm. We are finally making some progress. Thank God, we're we're getting it. Um, but no, I, I I loved it, Bob. You already said where you were, Michael. Where are yeah. you on this one? Blame it on the Phoenicians, <laughs> you know, or like the Romans built the original World Wide Web, right? It's, it's like, and like Spaceship Earth has just been as a nostalgic thing for me too, because we would always ride that when we went to Epcot first, of course. And then my big family thing back when it still existed was getting out and going into the communication center and making a phone call home to my dad on the big AT&T phone that was in there that cost you like 20 bucks to make a two minute phone call. Comma, however, we were on vacation and it was worth the expense for it. But I like, I, Mike, Amy, like I've been at the park with like young kids. We, all of my nieces and nephews, their first visit to the parks when they were 18 months old um, was all of their first trips. And then from there too, we had small kids. I guess we just raised different kinds of nerds in my family (laughs) that they really like, they didn't, uh, I don't think that they loved spaceship there, but they enjoyed it. And it wasn't like a a, a thing. And they, now that they're older, they do like going on the, the attraction as well. So, uh, but for me, when it comes down to it, Epcot is my favorite park. So I have to move spaceship earth forward. Derek, where are you? I am channeling Curtis Creekmore right now because the flames, Ooh. the flames mm-hmm. on the, the side of my face. There are pepperoni argument happening. Oh, no, oh my God. Uh, Amy? Amy? <laughs> I'm sorry. Not my favorite person right now. Not my favorite person right now. Here's what. Here's the thing I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> listen, Listeners, in, in our Discord earlier, I, I used the word to describe what's happening to Epcot um, that it makes me apoplectic. And it makes me apoplectic because I feel like Epcot has seriously lost its way. And Spaceship Earth is very overdue for a refresh. Everyone acknowledges this. It was supposed to have happened already. It's still sort of like indefinitely. We don't know what's going on with it. If they ever fuck with Spaceship Earth, (laughs) 
I will never go back to Epcot ever again. Ever. If they fuck it up. So I am solidly in the spaceship Earth camp. I will ride it two or three times every time I go to Epcot because mm-hmm. it gives me the nostalgia feels from when I was a kid. It was the it was it was the it was my entry point into Epcot and then it just sort of unfolded from there from all the classic attractions that Epcot had to offer that have sort of like gone completely by the wayside and getting replaced Horizons. by all this yeah and are getting replaced by all this ip garbage um i have very strong feelings about this bob and eric know i have very strong feelings about this um but yes spaceship earth um one of the things that we talked about in the first part was that nostalgia is going to play a huge part in a lot of votes here and i think that just has to be taken into consideration i think from amy's perspective not only is it the children would hate spaceship earth correct um but also what is a better actual ride it's totally mickey and minnie it's Mm -hmm. a great ride it's super fun but in terms of what is the better disney ride and i don't come at this with any nostalgia i had never been to epcot before january 4th 2023 is my first time and so i loved spaceship earth as an adult even when it was broken down like when we got to the part with the phoenicians and like the reeds are in the water and you got like um um, is it michelangelo or leonardo da vinci Mm -hmm. in the renaissance and i was like you better work like i just (laughs) thought it was great um that being said amy i'm sorry it's four to one the the spaceship earth will continue it's totally fine i'll also add that i think the last time i was on this we were four very intoxicated adults who had drank around the world <laughs> with four children who didn't want to be oh, on the oh, ride. Oh, that's your own damn fault. So yeah. I think, that's your own I damn think fault. I might have just ruined it for myself. I'm sure it was lovely. I'm glad you all enjoy it. I'm happy it's moving forward. But um, I will not be putting myself up to that again. <laughs> that's fair and that's when you pull spaceship earth over and say i'd like to get out so i am next it's two rides featuring difficult ethnic stereotypes the majority of the panel wants to get drenched on one seed splash mountain while two of us prefer animatronic birds with thick accents and foresee the enchanted tiki room uh i will explain why i want splash to continue to rain down on me derek try not to anger the polynesian gods as you stump for tiki room i'm gonna have derek go first except i think michael wants to say something something this is the one exception to everything that we talked about at the beginning this is a closed ride now oh that's that, that you're true. gonna get into that don't that worry we true. won't mention that but derek go ahead and take us away on the tiki room yes so um the enchanted tiki room is one of the oldest attractions in magic kingdom as and it, in fact it was an opening day attraction called tropical serenade um the disneyland version back in 1963 was the very first Disney attraction to feature audio animatronics technology, which Wed Enterprises, as Disney Imagineering was then known, had just patented. Um, It has seen many tweaks and changes and tech upgrades over the years in several different Disney parks, but these birds, plants, and tiki characters have sung and danced their way into our hearts from our very first visits. Um, For many of us, it was our first glimpse of the aesthetics and culture of Polynesia. Um, It will always be special attraction because it has Walt's fingerprints all over it. Um, As with many great Disney attractions, this kitschy classic also features our own signature Sherman Brothers tune, the Tiki 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 Room. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think it's more quintessentially Disney than Splash Mountain. Um, I get why people have a fondness for Splash Mountain, but 
I, there's a there's a timeless quality to Enchanted Tiki Room, and that's why it it endures. Uh, that's so true. And I love the Tiki Room. I will do it every time. Kitsch is something that's really big in my voting. But um, in terms of like actual rides, I think Splash Mountain is one of the best ones they've got. So let's get this out of the way first. As, as Michael alluded to, Splash Mountain is currently closed at Disney World. And it will probably, when is it closing at land? Do we know? They're not sure yet. They're, it's not, a no, not announced. Okay. So it will be closing in Disneyland. Uh, it is it has a super complicated history, given the very ugly history of the Song of the South characters that have occupied the ride since it opened in the late 80s slash early 90s. Why anyone thought it was a good idea to use characters from a movie they knew in the 1980s was racist is beyond me. But basically, now the ride is being overhauled uh, and um, it will be going through a complete rebranding. The Song of the South contents being removed. Frog and Princess content is being installed and it will be renamed tiana's bayou adventure i don't understand why they have to rebrand it as something like the name wasn't the problem it was the characters inside and the name has cachet but i'm sure there are much smarter people who have made a lot more money than are making these decisions than me um as a ride splash mountain is terrific it's a log flume ride which you can find at any number of theme parks but splash mountain is a log flume ride at a very high level literally and figuratively you go up 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 with a series of smaller drops and splashes leading to a massive 50 foot 40 mile per hour drop at the end which has led to any number of amazing photo pass moments it is also a long ride i went on it recently at magic kingdom right before it closed and i was shocked at how long it was but in a good way like it just keeps going you're like wow we've got more drops this is cool the downside besides you know the racism is that you will get wet the first time i rode this at disneyland i was wearing white short shorts and i sat in the very front of the log and oh my god i was absolutely soaked wearing white shorts and bright blue underwear so people of disneyland you're welcome that's all i have to say about that um let's go to votes amy where are you on this one i don't know um (laughs) yeah it's a really hard one because i i love the tiki room like i love sitting in the tiki room I love the thunder. I love the rain. I just enjoy being in there. I think it's fun. I think it it's one of those moments that, like, for me, truly takes you out of the Disney park and puts you in an experience that I don't know. How to, it, it's I mean, for me, I've never been to Polynesia. So it's an experience I've only had in a Disney park, but I don't feel like I'm in the bustle of a Disney park. Um, with that said, Splash Mountain or tiana's bayou adventure whatever we're gonna call it in a year (laughs) is super fun and you enjoy it and i i actually have a really great photo pass photo um uh, with my daughter on it so (sighs) can i say something real quick please because i can't decide so uh, as as you were arguing eric i was thinking to myself like (sighs) I love Splash Mountain. It's a great ride. Everything it's so much fun. There's so many drops. Everything like it it's really good. It's a long ride. All of those things. It's about to become an extinct attraction and rebranded in some way, and I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. And for those reasons, I sound like I'm on Shark Tank. And for those reasons, I want to push Tiki Room forward because I'm afraid if I hate Thai 
Teano's Bayou Adventure with the rebranding, I'll be like, oh, I wish I had pushed Tiki Room forward then. <laughs> so I'm voting for Tiki Room. But can the rebranding really take a, a ride that is already at the mechanics great and make it yeah, bad? I think it can. Let's talk about um, the uh, journey into imagination in oh. Epcot. Oh. I don't know her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was that's always more about the story than the ride. That was always that's not about the like that's a different experience because Splash Mountain is that's the drops a thrill will ride still that, be they, there. That's not going to be different. I give I give it that. But the theming, the the thing I love about splash mountain minus the racism is the is the fact that it's it's a number of drops as well as these fun little show scenes that don't directly have racism and we're talking about the movie the movie does (laughs) but um i mean the whole thing's racist to begin with so it could be i mean you take the ride and and without the like it's the ride you're nobody's going on it for the song of the south experiences that they're getting through it Right. At all, they're going for on it because it's a log flume ride that's a lot of fun. Right, yeah. it's tricky. And, yeah, and for me, I'm voting for Splash Mountain because it also I had one of my favorite Disney moments on there for us too. Wrote it at the near, wrote it last at the end of the night and literally topped the crest as the fireworks were going on Aww. over the castle and got an and got this amazing view of it on top of it just being a fun ride too but i already said my piece about tiki room in the previous round anyway so so right now i think it's bob and derek on tiki me and michael on uh splash Oof. mountain slash tiana's bayou adventure by the way i am Come all for the them side, rebranding Amy. this for tiana i think it was overdue i don't know why they didn't do it 10 years ago that's not Correct. my issue i just I, I, the, the timing of the whole thing is bizarre to me but Amy, i want to be you. clear that that's not my issue either and i want to love it once it's rebranded i just don't know if i will yet yeah uh, um Amy? I, I, I also just wish they weren't putting Tiana like like you could it could just be Splash Mountain with Tiana's imagery within it. It doesn't need to be yeah. her Bayou Adventure. I I think with that I'm I'm gonna cross my fingers and my toes and hope that it stays. I don't think they're changing the structure of the ride or the ride itself, and it is a great ride and a fun part of the park. So I'm I'm gonna be that tiebreaker and push tiana's mountain forward (laughs) tiana's bayou adventure will continue into round three uh finally in round two i believe we have unanimous decision with three seed star wars rise of the resistance running seven seed radiator springs racers right off the road unless someone would like to provide roadside assistance i know only a few people have ridden it here uh Amy, are you going to try to argue for people or, or are you going to stick with Rise of the Resistance? Oh, I love Radiator Springs and I, I'm, I'm going to bring that mom vote in and say that Rise of the Resistance isn't for every single person. And also Rise of the Resistance, you could love, I think, I think we talked about this in, in round one a little bit, but like actually none, no one in my family was particularly a Cars fan when we went on Radiator Springs. You don't have to be a Cars fan to like Radiator Springs, and it is a unanimously an enjoyable ride. I will say that I, n- there are lots of Star Wars fans in my family, but my daughter was not a Star Wars fan. She still like liked it, 
but didn't go on it a second time because she wasn't that into it where she would have gone on radiator springs twice. So I do have a hard time with this one. Um, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to sway anybody to take radiator springs forward here because rise of the resistance is the better attraction. Um, but radiator springs is for anyone who has, it is the reason to go to California adventure. I'll just leave it yeah. at that. And I will, I will echo your point that Rise of the Resistance is not really for kids. And nope. uh, to that point, the first time I wrote it, Bob, I think you were with me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a small child, couldn't have been oh, older than three, dressed, dressed Princess like Leia. Princess Leia. <laughs> and there's the point, again, we're going to have some spoilers for the rides here. Sorry, folks, if you haven't been on them yet and you want to be precious about it, don't listen. But there's a point early on in the ride where your shuttle gets boarded by the First Order. And literally this girl, and I swear, Bob, yeah. back me up on this, turns to her parents and she's like, are we going to die? And she was serious. I don't know if childhood trauma is your metric for a successful ride. In my family, it's de rigueur. Like, Only it's just what it is. Children's cartoons. <laughs> right. Or films, um, it's excuse not me. For, it's not for everybody. But yeah, Amy? I was going to share a very cool experience, a, a, a cool, bad experience, but that um, we went on Rise of the Resistance right after, like, I mean, I think it was within six weeks of it opening at, at Walt Disney World. And it was when it was having a ton of issues. It was like constantly down. So we were actually in line in one of the caves when they said the ride is down. We don't know when it's going to go back up, but we had already gotten in our, we were like in our virtual queue. We had to go on the whole thing. We're like, we're not moving from this spot wherever we are. And so we hunkered down and then, you know, that when they bring Princess Leia, the dress, the, the character through the line with a photo pass photographer and snacks to cut free. Princess Leia, <laughs> Princess Leia. You're not going anywhere. Was handing out popcorn and taking pictures with us in line. And we're like, we are in it for the long haul. This is our day exactly. right now. So enjoyable, not for everybody, but enjoyable. Looking for love in Alderaan places. Was it Alderaan right, are... popcorn? I hear it's <laughs> exactly. kind of burnt. It's that smell. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wow. All right, we are going to advance Rise of the Resistance. That is it for the end of round two. We're going to take a quick break to recharge our magic bands. We will be right back after these messages. Well, hello there. Are you enjoying this episode of The Great Pop Culture Debate? Of course you are. But did you know that there's an entire other half of this episode you didn't listen to? Quel dommage! Our Patreon supporters get exclusive access to all the part ones and warm-ups. Literally, it's like a whole bonus episode. And I'm going to level with you folks. Some of them are funnier than what you hear on the main feed. So if you've ever thought about supporting us on Patreon but decided against it, don't be entitled to that wrong opinion. Head to patreon.com backslash debate and subscribe for just $5 today. Your support means that we can continue to produce this fabulous show and you get all kinds of great perks. Treat yourself. Become a patron of the Great Pop Culture Debate today. Hey, it's 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we are back for round three of our best Disney park ride debate. Before we get to the Elite Eight, I want our panelists to share their social media so you can see all the photos from their various Disney trips. Amy, how can people find you? Um, so I am Amy Pilot. That is two T's, P-I-L-O-T-T on Instagram. Um, and um, if you would like to take a Disney ride with me and Cody Rigsby or or do the Encanto Robin R's own ride on Peloton, um, Amy Spins 83 and ASP 83 on Twitter, but I don't really go there. Yeah, we're all kind of moving on yeah. Twitter to stuff, YI. Uh, Bob, where, where can people find you? I am at DisNerdBob on Instagram as well as Mastodon, and you can find me on that other um site that has birds um at that same handle as well but you can also find me on mouse mingle which is a dating oh. site for disney singles i did not know such a thing existed that's amazing I'll, i didn't know you liked disney how interesting <laughs> yeah um, yeah derek how can people find you yeah you can find me on mastodon at drkmkt Great. Uh, Any place else, or that's 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 where we can find find you. All right, Michael Schwartz. I am on Instagram. You can find me at Therax329. That's T-H-E-R-A-X 329. And as Eric said, when this episode comes out, it should be my birthday week. I will be celebrating my 50th birthday in Disneyland. We love that for you. I already have my world world of color dessert party all set up so that I can close out my 50th birthday at California. The new world of color show? The new one, the oh. new one that's going on in Disneyland. Yep. I am very excited to watch it this year. Well, congratulations. Happy birthday, Icon. Um, so happy for you. And Half uh, a century. Who knew? Half a century. We love that. Um, you can find me at Eric Resniak on Twitter and Instagram. That's E-R-I-C-R-E-Z as in zebra, S as in snake, N as in Nancy, Y-A-K. But honestly, you should just mention, mention, message. Oh my God, I'm a mess. Message. As usual. Yep. At Great Pop Culture Debate on Instagram or at GPCD on Mastodon. That's honestly where we spend most of our time now let's move on to round three so we can get a decent spot before the end of the night fireworks begin uh first up let's take a look at these final four or these elite eight matchups actually it's the haunted mansion versus three seed soren around the world let's just go around the the horn and get some votes amy where are you haunted mansion or soren you're starting with me oh haunted mansion all right, Bob. Haunted Mansion. Uh, Derek. It's got to be Haunted Mansion. 
and Michael. Why do you ask me stupid questions? <laughs> I know. Um, Haunted Mansion. I, I'm I'm totally bugging that Soren has made it to this round. <laughs> It's so good. Yeah. Also, I, I am. I'm totally bugging, but uh, it is haunted mansion for me. That's like the easiest decision I've made all night, possibly all year. Uh, next up, it's the number one seed Jungle Cruise versus two seed Pirates of the Caribbean. Let's go reverse order. Michael, where are you on this one? Uh, I'm actually going to go Jungle Cruise on this one. Mm, okay, this is going to get spicy. Uh, Derek, where are you? Pirates. Bob. It's pirates. Amy. Uh pirates. It's Jack for me. Michael, do you want to argue why we should vote for Jungle Cruise instead of Pirates here? No, I think that we've had enough arguments about this, and I knew that this was the way we brought it. I just think that I find, yeah. There's no arguments here. I'm not going to change any of these three people's minds. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, That's from not necessarily my perspective, true. <clears throat> right? You never know. Oh, a, 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 a dream is a is a is a wish the heart makes. Is that what we say? Is that that's what it is? Um, um, for these two, gosh, I don't know which one I like better. Um, I think Jungle Cruise is more interesting. I think it's mm-hmm. a different kind of ride than Pirates, but is it as iconic as Pirates? I don't know. But is this the debate, the more iconic ride or the better ride? What's I'm not your sure rubric? Which one is- <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, it's kind of even kitsch is a huge part of it. Quintessentially Disney is a huge part of it. Is it something interesting and different? I think I would give Jungle Cruise the edge on interesting and different, but in terms of kitsch level, I feel like they both have their kitschy moments to them. Um, and I think the run up to Pirates, I, I prefer the walk in way more. Oh, yeah. Than I prefer the one to Jungle yeah. Cruise, which is typically just miserable. Um, it doesn't matter. It's it's three for Pirates and and at best two for Jungle Cruise. So Pirates would advance. Next but up, you still, you, we need to know what your thoughts are. Come on, give us a decision, Eric. I think I would probably vote for Jungle Cruise just because it has the live performers. It's it's got um, more humor. I do find something new in, in Pirates every single time I go, and I do like that Pirates is different from location to location. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Jungle Cruise to me is a more interesting ride. And I would, if you, again, the whole gun to your head, which one do you choose? I think I would probably choose to go on Jungle Cruise before Pirates, but that's just me. Um, and it was a one seed and Pirates was a two seed. So others apparently agree with me. Um, we still are advancing Pirates. Next up, it's one seed Space Mountain versus two speed seed Spaceship Earth to Space Rides. Uh, it's going to start in the middle this time, Bob. <sighs> I, it's funny because I didn't have Spaceship Mountain here originally. Um, Space Mountain or Spaceship Mountain? Spaceship Mountain, that's right. Spaceship Mountain. (laughs) Space Mountain. Let's just move it together. I didn't have Space Mountain here originally. I had Flight of Passage. I switched it last round. And now seeing these two paired up, I I think I need to pick Space Mountain um, because they're both at the level of Disney. Um, I think they're equally matched in kind of just Disney iconography and just Disney just uh, through and through Disney. And I, I think Space Mountain is definitely the more thrilling and fun ride to go on. Um, and yeah, that's where I am. I'm Space Mountain. 
you don't find that Judy Gench's throaty <laughs> recommendations are thrilling? I um, don't. <laughs> Derek, where are you on this one? Um, if you've been listening to this whole episode, you heard me um, argue vociferously for Spaceship Earth, and I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with my baby. Sticking with the one who brought you up. I'm glad uh, that you're Amy doing Bird. that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Amy, where are you on this one? We know where I, Amy is on this one. I literally would vote for any ride in the park over Spaceship Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Uh, like 20,000 leagues my... under the sea. Take me there. <laughs> All right, so that's one vote for Space Mountain. Um, Michael Schwartz, where are you? I They both hold a place in my heart, but the one that holds a slightly larger space in my heart, I'm with Derek for Spaceship Earth. I'm giving it to Space Mountain. I love Spaceship Earth. I think it's wonderful. But in terms of rides that get people to the parks, that excite people, that are literally iconic, it has to be Space Mountain. Here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we will advance Space Mountain. And then finally, for round three, it is Splash Mountain, <clears throat> a.k.a. the artist formerly known as Splash Mountain, <laughs> a.k.a. Piana's Bayou Adventure, versus Three Seeds, Star Wars, Rise of the Resistance. Let's start with Derek. Where are you? GTFO, it's Star Wars. Okay. Um, Michael, where are you? Uh, I'm going to go with Splash Mountain here. Okay. Uh, Amy? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Um, they're both great. I think I'm going to go with Splash Mountain. Bob. Yay, Amy. <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't know where our tally is just yet. I'm picking Rise of the Resistance. Okay. Our, it's our, tied. It's tied. I'm the tiebreaker. I love this. The power. Um, um, if you listen to our best Star Wars character episode, you will see that I was very much on Team Palpatine, a man with a plan. I'm fully palpatine right now. Um, here's my thing. We have a ton of baggage with Splash Mountain. A ton of baggage. We just talked about all of it. Um, it's a great ride. But if we're comparing thrills to thrills, like stepping out into that Star Destroyer hangar in Ride of the resistance is a completely different kind of thrill but it was a total like whoa moment for me and it's not being accused of racism so for that reason <laughs> i'm going to go with star wars rise of the resistance it is an it, like it is an epic experience epic experience that's what i have to say about that so that's unless someone wants to argue why i should vote for splash mountain over rise i'm going to give it to rise of the resistance Nobody? We're going on. We'll take so, silence. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take silence. Uh, with that being said, we have our final four. We're going to take a quick break to devour some churros, and we will be right back after these messages. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we are back with the final four of our best Disney park ride debate. At this point in the show, I always like to take a step back and see where the final four ended up, if it's what I was expecting. And I will say this is not the final four I was expecting. We do have two one seeds, a two seed, and Rise of the Resistance was a three seed, correct? Yes, I believe that's yes. correct. That is Three correct. classics, one new ride. Um, uh, I think all of these are in multiple parks. Correct? There's not a. Mm-hmm. There's not one of these that's only in one location. That's true. Yep. Um, correct. Yeah. And three out of four of these were in from the very beginning, at least at, at least Magic Kingdom, just, right? Just about. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, there you go. Um, So with that being said, we're going to jump right into the debates. Uh, Haunted Mansion versus Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm going to start with Amy Pilot. Where are you voting? Jack Sparrow. Um, You're going with Pirates. Okay. Uh, Bob, where is it for you? Um, Haunted Mansion. Okay, which we have not discussed at uh, all. This I've always got happens. pages. It's fine. The ultimate number one seed almost always just sails through to like final four, and then we start ripping it apart. Derek, where are you? I love both of these, and um, I think I'm going to go with Haunted Mansion. Michael. There is nothing that actually needs to be said about Haunted Mansion. It is that iconic in the end. I have, I still have my Hitchhiking Coast. Actually, probably about a dozen. Well, actually, probably a lot more than that that follow me around the number of times I've been on that. <laughs> I so Amy, you've all, you're already out. You foolish mortal. <laughs> the already out. Um, I, I am also going to be voting for Haunted Mansion here. But Amy, do you want to talk about why you think Pirates is better than Haunted Mansion? Um, this is, this, again, to me, this is just, this is my family ride. This was the ride that we loved going on. Um, I couldn't have, I I, I couldn't be happier that this has spurred a series of films. I'm a little bit sorry that Johnny Depp has put a blunder on this situation from his own personal issues. Um, they both of these rides are in five parks. They are both iconic in that sense. Um, but just for me, Pirates has the mix of being the animatronic um, original Disney feel, as well as being a little bit of a thrill ride, depending on which park you're in. Um, because in Paris, it definitely was a little bit more of a thrill ride. Um, even in Disneyland, it's got a little bit more thrill to it than it does in Disney World. Um I, I just and I I I I love all the TikTok videos of the people doing their Jack Sparrow run through the Disney parks. I love that it's created this character that really takes us through. Um and I think that that's where the ride it, it, and the 
the Pirates movies have surpassed by any iteration of any Haunted Mansion film that has come out of this. But um, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about films that spurred from movies. We are talking about the ride. So I understand and I am, even though it was my winner in my own personal bracket, I understand that it's not everyone's favorite that's fair that's fair i think eddie um, murphy's upset at you for forgetting about his movie no i didn't I, I didn't forget it i didn't forget, about, forget it. about it i didn't forget about it in fact i'm pretty sure the muppets haunted mansion was quite a bit better but um oh oh you bet it was that's a great fucking oh, yeah. movie <laughs> all right space mountain versus star wars rise of the resistance uh, i'm gonna start with michael schwartz uh space mountain Hands down. Derek. Um, I'm coming at this from the perspective of which is a better ride. Not necessarily which is more iconic Disney, because I feel like we had that on the other side of this bracket with pirates going against um, Haunted Mansion. I personally think it is Rise of the Resistance. Okay. Bob. Yeah, I think they're, I think they can both be qualified as true disney rides through and through so it's yes one has that more iconic factor to it the space mountain but i have to give this one to rise of the resistance when you talk about it from we talked throughout this about attraction experience like the different terminology that we use this is taking the the experiences combining them with the rides the pre-show like everything is just so well put together and orchestrated it is an immersive experience from beginning to end you are transported other places um it's it's really incredible what they were able to do um with this ride rise of the resistance so i i have to give it where they both were very they're both very cutting edge for their time when they were created and and very very thrilling rise of the resistance is just it's the storytelling to the nth degree so rise rise amy Amy pilot i'm gonna i'm gonna give it to rise of the resistance even though i do think that's part of me feels that's historically space mountain is more uh, it's certainly the the more iconic and the, and the more Disney ride as of our history. But I'd like to think that my children are going to experience more rides like Rise of the Resistance and Rise of the Resistance is going to be the iconic ride that, that all rides going forward are going to have to match up to because it takes, it does. I, what Bob just said, it takes the attraction and the ride and the experience and and the the lead up and i mean just all of it combined into one where it makes you waiting for three goddamn hours um worthwhile yeah and if you're at home and you're listening to this and you're like what are you doing how are you knocking out space mountain f4 
here's uh, I have two different arguments for you. Number one, I would argue that Space Mountain is the peppy pepperoni argument of this episode, right? It is the you have to advance it because it's Space Mountain, and I think it's gotten to the final four based on that uh, and a couple other decent arguments. But why I actually love a final two of Haunted Mansion versus Rise of the Resistance, which is where we are, by the way, it doesn't matter what I vote, is right now three for Rise, one for um, Space, is these are both rides that were the technical marvel of their day. They are both ones that deploy technology in a way that I'd never seen done in a ride before or since. And um, even rides that have come after Rise, like for instance, I did Cosmic Rewind um, when I was at the parks in January. It's amazing. It's it's not trying to be uh, Rise of the Resistance. It's a different type of ride. But from a like technical perspective, Rise of the Resistance is still way more interesting. Um, it. Cosmic Rewinds is, is more thrilling. Um, but I actually kind of love this final two. You've got a classic Disney ride and a modern Disney ride. And I think they're really equally matched. With that being said, we're going to put it up to vote. I'm going to start with Michael Haunted Mansion versus Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Best Disney ride. What's your vote? I have to go with nostalgia here. It has to be Haunted Mansion. Really? I mean, I understand that like Rise of the Resistance might be the future of where things go, but if you want to talk about what the heart of Disney really is about and what is really representative of what Disney is, was, and will be, it has to be Haunted Mansion. Derek? I I agree with that. Um, I think that if we don't put forward Haunted Mansion here, that there are going to be a lot of really angry people listening to this episode. Oh, there are probably going to be angry people already. I, I, I will say I have I I have distinct core memories about the first time I've I rode both of these, and the core memory that I have. I mean, I I the first time I rode Rise of Resistance was just like my mind was blown. It reached the end, and I was like, "What did I just experience?" Right. Um, but like stepping off the transport into the hangar. With that giant screen, like you're on the Star Destroyer with all the stormtroopers, I will never forget how I felt in that moment. I will never forget it. And um, I think Amy's right. I think that there, it, it's going to be a future icon for people who are experiencing Disney now. I think that Haunted Mansion is never going to go away. It's always going to be uh, an integral part of the Disney experience. Um I will vote for Haunted Mansion here because I think it is the more iconic Disney ride. I do think that Rise of the Resistance is the better ride. Okay. Bob. Yeah, those are really great points, Derek. And for me, there's a certain element of Rise of the Resistance in in the things that you were saying that it was more the my nostalgia and love of star wars that enhanced me stepping off of that into and yes it's a disney property now right but when i grew to love star wars it wasn't then so thankfully disney was able to take that and create that for me but when i want to think about things that are truly uniquely disney experiences and disney rides it's the haunted mansion i've got just I couldn't stop taking notes on Haunted Mansion when I thought about how much I loved it. When you think about it from a step back, they're very similar in concept from like that immersive pre-show storytelling perspective mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the 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 people um, who 
the employees, excuse me, the the cast members for both locations being in character, you know, the you know the cast members please step to the dead center of the room right the you know all of the different lines and and being very goth and macabre and whatever words you want to use with able to describe them same thing with the rise of the resistance cast members right the the performance element of it the pre-show putting you in the stretching room or putting you on this um the transport that the takes doom you, buggies. yeah the the transport to this to the star destroyer right Ooh. um like all of that's very similar and you know that's that haunted mansion walked so rise of the resistance could run i suppose sort of thing but it was over 10 years in development this ride um it was put on hold for the world's fair where they got the capital to develop new audio anima- animatronic technology even when they came back from the world's fair they did pirates first and this shell of a haunted mansion was just sitting at disneyland like people tapping their watch like what's going on here where's the haunted mansion like when's this going to open um multiple imagineers just legendary legendary imagineers worked on this ride yell gracie rolly crump claude coates mark davis these are these are waltz guys um existencio his he's the guy that wrote the lyrics for the song grim grinning ghost like all of these guys to have so many different creatives involved in one ride and still have it come out so successful and so wonderful because they all understood and worked so intimately with Walt as to what he would want this to be that you had all these different people with different disciplines really um, working together and picking it up in different points along the way and still having an end product that, that that is this iconic, this wonderful, this immersive and just fun all these years later, it opened, when did it open? 1969. Um, and they, they duplicated it for Walt Disney World. So everything they built for Disneyland, they just made two of so that when they went to Disney World, they were just able to install it, um, <clears throat> which is pretty cool. But from the tombstones in the queue, again, the before you even get on the ride vehicle, you're immersed in this world of this joyful dread, really. Um, the ride just has an unmatched narration that that ghost host voice is so indelible in your brain you you can't help but just hear it the song grim grinning ghosts the technology it took very simple pepper's ghost illusion that's one very simple effects and deployed them to something today that you're still wowed when you see it some of the animatronics they're stiff right but the the ghost effect is still there and it and it works it it uh, my rubric was about good storytelling, immersive themed, beginning to end, innovative technology that would remain effective throughout time. What we'll talk about Rise of the Res- Resistance certainly is the most innovative out of these two, but everything that Haunted Mansion does is still, still great today. The attention to detail, the high standards, the guest popularity, all of that still exists. And let's not forget... A good percentage of us on this podcast are homosexual. And when you think about how we respond to Halloween, we're going to yeah. pick the Haunted Mansion. So there's more. I could go on and on, but you guys don't want to hear me go on. So, Well, we do. But it's also uh, as we're recording this after 1130, at, well, almost 1130 at night. And I have to work tomorrow. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, Amy, where are you on this? Um, haunted mansion. Anything else to add? Or I, I, I think we've. I do think we've covered it all. I don't. I don't think we've talked about Madame Leota enough and how cool this mm. the backstory of of her 
of her being this Disney Imagineering icon and, and having, you know, I, I, I love that story and it, um, it just makes me very happy. Uh, but I, I have nothing else to add other. I do. I, I, I do kind of love the, the description that haunted mansion walked. So ride of the resistance can run because I do think that my kids will grow up with ride of the resistance being the, the standard of what rides look like. And I, I don't think that's fair to the haunted mansions and the pirates uh, that are truly wonderful, exciting and fabulous rides. Um, They shouldn't all have to be rise of the resistance to, to be great. So haunted mansion makes Disney what it is. And, and Disney made haunted mansion what it is. The only thing I will add is that I'm not sure I agree with the argument that Rise of the Resistance is more innovative than Haunted Mansion. I actually think in some ways Haunted Mansion is more innovative. Like, I can pretty much figure out how they're doing almost everything in Rise of the Resistance, but there are still things in in Haunted Mansion where I was like, how did they do that? Especially in, like, the 1960s. And I still don't understand it, you know, now. But um, I do think it's amazing. And I think, you know, the Star Wars fans are going to love Rise of the Resistance, but if you're not a Star Wars fan, are you going to love the the, uh, ride as much? Whereas... Everybody, and especially necrophiliacs, are just going to love the haunted mansion. (laughs) So with that being said, uh, there you have it. Our pick for the best Disney park ride is the haunted mansion. Do you agree? Do you think that we got our brain scrambled on the Mad Hatter's teacups? Tell us how you really feel by leaving a comment on this episode at greatpopculturedebate.com or find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Mastodon. While you're there, make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast so you can hear about what new debates are coming soon. Vote in open polls and even decide on which topics we tackle next if you really enjoyed the episode please take a minute to like and rate this episode of the podcast on apple spotify or whatever platform you listen on i want to say thank you to my panel you are a dream like the one like the wish a heart makes and thank you for listening if you loved what you heard please consider supporting us on patreon where you can get even more exclusive content and you get episodes a whole day early we hope you have a good one and remember everyone is entitled to their wrong opinion don't like it blame the finish it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.